This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. How you doing, everyone? It's time to answer some questions here. Heading into round 17 on our lunchtime Wednesday morning. So we've got plenty of things to talk about here. We've got plenty of videos to come out. We do have a big video tonight with Scoop. We're actually going to go deep into the cash out options. Also, you know, what some strategy might be around selecting those cash outs, which I'll speak a little bit in this as well. But we'll deep dive into those guys and just briefly talk about them because I know I have a few questions around it here uh, and, and just answer anything else you've got going there. So if you aren't in the Discord yet, I'll pop that link in the description, guys, but it is in the banner there as well, so you can grab that there. Uh, we'd love to see in here. We're almost up to t- uh, 3,000 people in here, which is really exciting, and, and 250, 300 people in here at any one time having a chat, which is great. So we start here with Hazels. Uh, who is the best Chibi for round 17 and the run home currently? So I popped up three guys here I think that should be in everyone's radar. The things we've got to think about is the price of these guys, we're looking for cash outs that are going to score pretty well in round 17. So I think there's three guys that could potentially do that in this first week here. We've got Jed Carwright who gets the start on the edge for the Rabbitohs. And he does have a fair bit of history here. Nothing on an edge uh, in a starting role anyway. We've got some games here, 50 minutes off the interchange, 39 and 46 as a starter. Some of the scores are okay, but some aren't great also. You've got 57 minutes for 21 points here in a, in a finals game in 2020. Uh, you've got the... Yeah, the 51 minutes for 32 was kind of his best sort of PPM there. Tackles were low, so that was going to be in the outside backs there. But in terms of the ones that he's played through the middle on an edge, we've got 24 tackles and 28 tackles there for a score of 20 and 39. So maybe not expect the world from him, but you get him at 240 as a nice cash-out option. We've got Pole as well. So he got 43 last week. For some reason, they're not popping up his score. But off the bench, he made plenty of tackles. And I think that 
you know, 249, you can get him off the bench again, playing some big minute or big enough minutes because they don't have Twali and these types of players. So Offengawa we spoke about as being a good option as a gun to pick up. And I think Pole could be a great one as well, looking for a 30 to 40 score out of him. And then Zach Hosting. So he's going to be on the Brisbane Broncos edge there and, and he could get some decent minutes as well. Unknown as to what Cartwright and Hosking's going to get in terms of scoring, you know, a, little, a little less unknown for Cartwright, but a little more unknown for Hosking, given it's his first game in the NRL. But the way that Broncos forwards usually go, they do a fair bit of work on a general basis, and you see what the middles are like there. And I think Hosking at 220 is going to be your best just as a bang for buck. And if you want to use that 20 or 29k a little bit elsewhere, but... Yeah, you could pick any of these guys, but we'll deep dive into them a little bit. We'll find some stats on Hosking, for example, for tonight and, and go through that for you there. So thanks for that question, Harry. Uh, I hope that helps a bunch of people out. Is Tass a pickup now? Graham is out for so long from Heath Booth. My thoughts with Tass are, he's at about 350k now, 340-something. And if you're picking him up now at that price, you need him to be a keeper, and he's not going to be a keeper. So unless you have sort of 9, 10, 11 trades left, I don't think it's great to pick up Tass, even if he could score well this week. I just think it's a bit of a silly one to spend that extra money on a guy that's probably not going to be a keeper. Unless you feel like, okay, I can use him as a bit of a cover for my Matt Burton and Aitken combo, then I think that would be the only way to to think about it from that point of view. Ninja Niggs, we got Cola. Is he a sell? I think you can sell him this week. But he's also got a little bit more money to make. So you can milk him for another round or two. Yes, he's not playing this week, but in 18 or 19, get another decent score or two out of him. Get him close to that 500K and then trade him out from there. I think that could be a decent strategy. But if you are needing to trade down uh, from him to someone, then you could definitely do that. But I just feel like it's not necessary this week unless you have a clear option to go to. Similar with Warrior Oldies here, is May a trade out? If you've got someone you can clearly go down to or go up to, then I think it's fine. But don't trade him for another mid-ranger. It has to be for a cash-out, and it has to be for a gun. They're the only two options that you can have at this point of the season. Same with Cole out there. Both of those guys as uh, decent. Okay, trade-outs, but Cola, a bit more cash to make. May as an easy sort of cover kind of guy. Yeah, now big. Savage, May, King, trade-outs. Let's just spoke about May. So Savage, I think, is an okay trade-out. He does have the fullback position for the rest of the year, and he has been scoring pretty well. So he definitely has a little bit more cash to make and could potentially get you really big scores. That's the good thing with Savage is he has that potential to go nuts, which we've seen in a game last year when he got the 70-odd. He's also had a couple of nice games this year as well. He's a very talented player, and he now has that position to himself with CNK getting an immediate release to the Warriors. So that's something there. King, I think, in terms of money-making, I think he's pretty close to being peaked after that 42 on the weekend. So I think that he is a solid one that you can move on this week or the next two weeks. So completely up to you. Again, if you've got someone you can go down to as a cash-out or a gun you can go to and you've got enough trades left to move on these types of guys that are actually doing pretty well, then you can do that for sure. All right, Ham, is Hass a definite trade out now? I have 10 trades before this round, 100%. If you've got 10 trades, trade him out. Even all the way down to about five trades, I think Hass is worth it moving on this week. Out for two to three weeks. So we'll miss 17 and 18, and at a minimum, uh, sorry, at a minimum, and then 19 potentially as well. So that could be the, the theory there with Hass. Just move him on. Penasini is definitely a hold until minimum next week. So you could, we'll think about it and make that decision in round 18 or 19. 
All right, Collector Rob, realistically, at this point in time, what ranks have a shot at winning overall? And at what rank should you consider letting go of the pursuit of overall glory and focus on head-to-head? In terms of realistically coming first overall, I think anywhere in the top sort of 400 is realistic. Obviously, you'd need to go nuts in this in this game here in round 17, have 14-plus players, and then have, after that, you know, making four trades this week, and then still having like eight to 10 trades left over, and you can pump four a week over the next few weeks and then get your extra four in round 20. That would be the only way if you're on that, in that sort of top 500. But generally, you know, what, we, what I usually play off, because you know, not, not many people are going to win first overall, right? But it's just improving each and every year or trying to improve. If you can get yourself in the top 1,000, that would be a cool goal. And then from there, it's like, oh, you know, I've never been in the top 700. I've never been in the top 500. And, and just try and push yourself towards making that position. And just, you know, it's a little bit of bragging rights between friends. Like, oh, I'm always in the top 1,000 or, you know, I'm in the top 500 or whatever it is there. Uh, so that's my general thoughts. But if you think you can do okay in overall and also win your head-to-heads, and that would be a nice strategy as well. So you can kind of get best of, best of both worlds. But in answering your question exactly, anything outside the top 500 and you could probably try and focus on head-to-head, especially if you've got a cash league or something with friends, that's going to be more important at this stage than trying to get to like 401st or, you know, 860th, you know, rather beat your friends than uh, than beat some, some random guys online that you actually don't know, which is cool. Big sad, Latrell now for a cheaper wing fullback and round 17 points or wait for Teddy next week. If you think Latrell can average 50 plus, then get him now. If you think he's going to average less than that, just wait and get Teddy next week. Freddie Fitler is Taylor May to Latrell super sideways and an emotion-based trade for round 17. They're probably going to average, like Latrell will average five or so points more, I'd say. Probably a little bit similar to the question I just asked, Big Sad, was do you think he can average over 50? Taylor May will be a low 40s kind of guy. If you think Latrell can average 50, you get that points in round 17 and then you get him as a gun following that. So make your decision based off that. Blackie, how many cash outs is enough to have on your emergency? Three, max, is all you want. Two is fine. Three is really good. And having your 18th man as someone who can cover multiple positions and you can use as, you know, if someone's a late out would be the goal. And then having enough trades week to week that if you have one or two suspensions or injuries, you can trade in and out and at least have 17 available each week. Hopefully you have 18 uh, and you can loop that 18th person is the goal. How's to sell if you have less than five trades? Oh, there's the question I just put out. I think four is okay. Three and two is a bit tough. So make that decision. If, you, if you're not wanting to get him back at some point, then, then do it. Looking to trade in Brown from Tigers and Paulette as, cheaper, as cheapies and trading guns of Offer and Pappy and trading out Haas, Karaz, Falls and Savage. If you've got Falls, man, just hold steady on that one. He's too cheap to trade out personally. Four trades left off this round, 246 in the bank before making these trades. Any suggestions? Yeah, I just don't think Falls is the one to trade out, if I'm being honest. Just at 250k, it's a bit silly. We got that good score out of him and moving on. Brownie's a bit too expensive. That's my worry with Farmanu. Polly's good. Offer and Pappy, great. Just the Falls one is a bit annoying for um, Brown. I probably wouldn't do that. I'd just leave that one out. Leave your five trades. Get a decent score and go from there. Who goes first out of Maxi King and Arrow? So Arrow's out this week. I think that's tough, eh? Maxi King's, you know, got a he's in a great position to continue scoring fifty or so. I think Arrow is more chance of averaging low forties than what King is. King, you know, and with Savita Pangai looks like he's gonna be out for a while. I think Maxi King is just slightly ahead. Thanks, Savita, for that one. Bougainville is King a sell? Yes, I think he's gonna be a sell eventually, but don't have to. 
Latrella keeper, again, you can make that decision. He usually is the keeper, so I think we can say yes. Just depends how much you think he's going to average. Is he going to average over Garrick, Pappy, these types of guys before you pick them in? Who are the trade-in targets this round? I'm personally looking at some cash-outs and then potentially guys like Madison, if you don't have him. A few Eels guys, but I'm off the Eels at the moment. Best captains for the round. It's a very sneaky one. I think you know, Nico Hines is clearly the best option this week. You've got guys like Adam Reynolds and stuff who could be an interesting, interesting selection this week. But generally, I think Hines, yeah, everyone has him. I would be selecting him personally and a few of the Eels guys. But again, I said I'm off them. I would be worried about captaining those guys when they you know, chance of getting 40s and stuff. Um, yeah, it'd be nice if you had a Damian Cook or something like that. But you know, guys like Clemmer could be solid as well. I just think it's very clear that you should just be selecting Nico Hines this week. Guys like yeah, Jerome Hughes could be okay. But again, you just you feel like you're taking risks, whereas Hines is just averaging so high. There's no real reason to, to try and pick him up, for example. Of those. All right. Is Latrella buy? Yeah, solid idea as a buy. What is a good amount of players to play this round? Anywhere between 8 and 11 would be okay, Discord Beast, so you're not destroying your team for round 18 onwards, and you can you can do really well. Lukey27, Offer, Clemmer, or Madison? All right. That's a great question. I think Madison's going to be the best in terms of scoring. I think Offer, you get a little bit less expensive and he has an opportunity to play big minutes for the rest of the year and average about 55. And then I would go Clemmer after that, who's probably is a little bit more expensive than what Offer is at the moment. Lolo, King, May, a trade. I think Talma Lolo is the highest chance of averaging 55. King would be like a 45 to 50 kind of guy. May would be a 40 to 45. At the moment, I've gone King, Lolo, Karaz to Offer, Latrell and Pole. Not bad, man. If you think you want Latraz, uh, Latraz, <laughs> Latrell for the rest of the year, then then go with that. All right, we'll open this one up, Blackie. So we got Schiller. Again, you're training a 220 guy to a 240 guy just for one week of scores. I just think that's a little bit silly, if we're being honest. I would probably just piss off that trade and just go Karaz and King to Papali'i and either Jed Cartwright or Palacia. Does that make sense, guys, about why you wouldn't do that? So you're making a trade that's really important, right? Trades are... Obviously, gold at this point. And yes, you, you did have 10 at the start of the week, which is great. But think of the amount of trades that you could use on injury suspensions and building your best final 17. So that extra one could be really, really helpful. And that extra score this week of a potential 30, a 40, a 20, I just don't think is worth it for someone like Cartwright just trading Schiller to, to Cartwright. And you're losing 20K. They're going 220 up to 240. So that's my thoughts there. Toho to Mado sideways. Yeah, I'd, I'd be holding Toho. He's, he's a keeper, man. Um, obviously have the extra, extra cash. I think you can do another a different trade. You can go like Maxi King. You can go uh, Karaz. You can go all these types of guys. How long is house out for? Two or three weeks. Max King to Maddo or Hold. I think that's a solid trade, man. Maxi King is one of those guys that I think you can trade. His Lolo keep all year. Will Cotter curse him? Uh, I don't think Cotter will make too much of a difference, but uh, we'll see what happens right at the back end of the year. Like he might get some reduced minutes before the finals and Cotter might be able to you know, build up to the finals, but... I think Lolo's a keeper. He's going to be not one of the top 5'10", or 5'7", let's say, but he'll do all right. All right, a few more questions. How many players should we have for round 17? We spoke about that. 8 to 11, 12, if you can do great. Anything above that, obviously awesome. How should I get... Uh, should I get Maddo this week or wait for next week and get Murray playing head-to-head? Oh, Murray's better, just. If you're playing head-to-head, are, are you playing a head-to-head match this week? If you're not, just wait, man, and get Murray... Maddo is not going to go up in price after this week, so don't worry about that. Who's the best buyer, Mitchell or Hughes? I can move Nico Hines between half and fullbacks. Either one works. Okay, cool. I think 
I think Hughes will average a little bit more. I think Mitchell has a few of those 80 games in him, which we've seen in the past. Just have a look at his footy stats and 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 kind of get a, an idea of what he's what his scoring looks like and then base it off that. They're both going to be pretty similar. I think there's a chance they both average about 50 for the rest of the year. So, you know, see is Mitchell at a slightly cheaper price? I'm not exactly sure. And last one is has to sell or keep us. Same with Maxi King and Taylor May. We answered all those questions kind of there. Up to you what you want to do, uh, Swayze, Krishy boy. Uh, with Haas, if you have real low on trades and maybe hold him, if you're higher on trades, then you can trade all of those guys. It's completely fine. And probably Haas is the initial one, just given he's out for a couple of weeks there. All right, that's the Q&A. I hope you got a lot out of that. It was probably about 14 minutes, which is good. Um, yeah, plenty of info. I hope it sets your teams up well for the, the, the next few rounds, especially. And as I said, we're going to be chatting there with, with Scoop tonight. I've got Analyze Teams video to come out after this, and I hope you all have a great week. We'll see you in, you know, hopefully on the Thursday games. Absolutely smashing it with some early scores. See you, team. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.